0: All right. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about 49ers stuff. So today I am very excited because we're doing a review of the first quarter, like the first chunk of training camp. Uh, the wheat training camp is kind of broken down this year. Basically, there was uh, when everyone reported last Tuesday, and then they had four days on. So that was the first chunk. In these first four days, it's unpadded. It's basically just kind of warming guys up, getting guys in, doing some individual stuff. Again, very light, kind of like getting people, getting, getting installs going. So that's the first four days of practice. Then they have one day off. Uh, which was Sunday, and then it's three on, one off, three on, one off, three on, one off. So uh, those are the next three chunks are going to be three on, one off, three on, one off, three on, one off. So pretty straightforward. I kind of like to think of it as four chunks of practice. Uh, If you want to get super specific and you're a weird nerd, we're currently five out of 13, and I will be reviewing four of 13 practices. So four chunks... And what we can also say is in regards to the chunks, we're also going through the installs. So the first seven days is the install. That's where they're installing the offensive and defensive playbooks. So today is, I guess, uh, Monday, so it's technically the fifth day. So again, I'm reviewing the first four days, but we're currently five of seven days into the installs. So these first two chunks of training where you have the four-on, one-off, three-on, those first seven days are when they're installing the offense and the defense. Pads come on tomorrow, which is Tuesday, and when pads come on is when things get real. That's when you really get to see offensive and defensive lines going at it. Um, That's going to be the big thing. Also, they're going to be... I'm assuming the defense is going to be allowed to hit a little bit more, so we're probably going to be, see some more plays on the defense. When you're basically just running around in like shorts and a t-shirt, which is what they've been doing the first five days, uh, it's it's not quite the same. I kind of think of it as you know your first four days, you're warming up, getting the body used to it. You know, working out four days in a row is is hard. Uh, You have a rest day, you come back, you do three days. First day, you're getting back into it. Second day, pads on, pads on, rest. And then you're done with the installs. Then those final two chunks, so chunk three, chunk four, I guess you could say, that's when you're really honing things in. You're figuring out who's going to be where on the depth chart. We probably already know. I would say at this moment, uh, We probably have a pretty good idea of the 53 as far as starting position goes that are still kind of unsure. I would say starting right guard. Uh, It's currently, well, I guess, you know what? Let's just get into it. So we're on, we're reviewing chunk one and then I'll be back Friday to review chunk number two. Chunk number one, let's just dive in. I'm going to start with a defensive line and this is just overview of the first four days. So the good, the bad. What to kind of keep an eye out. So, the good. Nick Bosa, D Ford, they were both cleared. Uh, Bosa and Ford both worked out the first two days. Nick Bosa had day three off, it was a scheduled rest maintenance day. And uh, then he was back on day four. Uh, D Ford worked out all four days. Um, and both of them were mostly just participating in warm-ups and individual defensive line drills. They didn't do any one-on-one stuff, although D4 did uh, suit up for a little bit of some 11-on-11 with the ones on Saturday. So it's good for d Ford. Also, jumping ahead a little bit, but d Ford's now five days in a row of making practice. So... This is a very good thing. Again, you know, like the, the real snaps in game are what matters, but everything so far is trending well for D4. The fact that he's made five practices in a row, he hasn't missed a day, and he's taking reps in team drills, extremely good news. Bosa, they're working him back, they're being as careful as they can. And again, like I said last time, I don't care. As long as Bosa is healthy week 1 through 18 and into the playoffs, I could care less what he does in preseason. Anything we get in preseason is is bonus, but I just want him healthy and good to go when the when this when the when the game time matters. When the points actually matter. <laughs> you you don't win a championship in the preseason. <laughs> Training camp is not where they crown the Super Bowl winner. So, um, let's see here. Next thing. Javon Kinlaw. So, the first four days, he had kind of a nagging thing with his knee. So, it sounds like he had a minor cleanup procedure in the off-season. It swelled up a little bit about a month ago due to some traveling. You know how flights are. Flights are not fun. They just leave you feeling all stiff and groggy and everything. Um, So, yeah. He just took a couple days. He was taking it easy. He was back today. And he was working his way in. So, again just doing mostly individual stuff but he is working his way in they're just taking it easy uh samson ibukam or abukam however you pronounce it i am excited because he has definitely stood out he looks strong he looks explosive if you are not looking at all the Clips of the defensive line, the wide receivers, just all the training camp, clip camp, uh, training camp clips. I love that we are finally able to have media there, reporters there, fans there, because they're able to take video, see players, and you can see all players moving. And Ibukam, he is explosive off the line. Now, we've always known that he was an explosive athlete. He tested like 95th, 98th percentile and a lot of metrics, mainly, you know, speed, strength, explosion. I'm curious to see how good his technique is. We'll find out a lot about that this week when pads come on. But what I will say is he is hitting that sled fast and hard, and he looks really good. He also had at least two quote unquote sacks. Uh, on the team drills where he was playing defensive end, and they've had him exclusively at defensive end. He hasn't played at all as a linebacker. He is 100% defensive end, Samson Abukum, and he looks good. Uh, Also interesting, Contavious Street has been working his way up. I didn't think he was going to make the team, but apparently he has been looking very good out there. So something to keep an eye on. I really liked... Contavious street when we drafted him and knowing full well that he was going to be kind of a, a a big end five tech three tech guy who needed to recover from that ACL, but he didn't look that good coming off of the ACL. If this finally is starting to kick in with him in year three, it would be really good because the best thing that he's done so far in his career is break. Drew Brees Remember he had that would-be sack and it cracked Drew Brees' ribs and then they called a penalty because it was Drew Brees last year? That's the best thing that Contavious Street has done so far in his career is broke Drew Brees. But if he's showing out, then that's a good thing, especially considering the interior of offensive line is pretty solid. He's going against Lagan Tomlinson, Alex Mack. So good thing Street's standing out. And again, what we're looking for is we're looking for guys that you hear regular good things about. Another guy who I've heard a couple good things about is Arden Key, the defensive end that we picked up when the Raiders cut him. We picked him up on waivers. It sounds like he's looking good. Uh, Again, similar to kind of a D-Ford, Ibukam, like speed edge rusher. Uh, He's more of a... I wouldn't say that he's as much of a speed to power guy as Ibukam and Ford are. He is more of a bendy speed guy, but He had a couple of good reps. He even had a strip fumble and a fumble return TD, uh, stripping Trey Lance and returning it for a touchdown. So that's always good. Uh, Mo Hurst. So Hurst, he's the defensive tackle. The other one that we, the other defensive lineman that we picked up from the Raiders off of waivers, uh, he had a minor footer ankle thing that kept him out for like two days, but he returned to camp today. So it sounds like it wasn't too bad. Probably just had like a sore ankle or something, but it was apparently only bad enough to keep him out for a day or two. So he's back today. It's good news. Overall, the overall general thing that I'm getting from this defensive line is that they look stacked and deep. I mean, I'm just looking real quick at my notes and on the edge. So like we're, I'm thinking nickel because The majority of the time you're in nickel, you know, 4D linemen, two linebackers, slot corner, etc. A nickel. So on pass rushing, on the edges, you've got Nick Bosa, opposite D Ford. And then you go the other, you go down the backups. You've got Arden Key and Samson Ibukam, and they're both looking good. And then that's before you add in Jordan Willis, who, while he's on the team, is suspended the first six games of the season. He comes back after six games. He can provide additional edge depth. So those are our edge players. Now, Armstead, he can play big end. You don't really want him there unless it's like a heavy run set, but he's a really good run defender on the outside. So even Armstead can fit on the outside. Those are just the edges. And then you look at the interior of the defensive line. You've got Armstead who fits in there Uh, on pass rushing downs. You've got Kinlaw. You've got DJ Jones who looks good. You've got Zach Kerr who they picked up in the offseason. He looks really good. Contavia Street apparently has been looking really good. Mo Hurst, he looked looked pretty dang good with the Raiders, like an above average player with the Raiders. And that, that's not even everyone. I feel like I'm missing someone, but just think about that. We've legitimately got, I, I would say six of our defensive linemen would be starters on NFL rosters. And we've got six starters on our defensive line. Our backups, like our number twos and threes, pretty much all of them are making a team. So my guess is that we probably keep 10 total. And this defensive line is looking awesome. I would not say that it's as good as 2019 because that lineup was ridiculous when you had Bosa, Armstead, Buckner, and Ford. Just they demolish people. But what I will say, so while the top end isn't there all four across, what I will say is I think our depth is better. Because you think back to that season and once we lost, bosa or ford on the edge like who was the next best edge rusher we didn't really have one this year i would say our number one bosa is probably just as good as 2019 by all accounts d ford cross our fingers he's provides at least oh geez, i don't know 10 15 snaps a game you know if he plays 20% of the pass rush downs well, or I guess 20% of the snaps, mostly pass rush, and then you swap out Samson Ibukim, and then you swap out Arden Key, and then midseason you swap out Jordan Willis. Got a whole bunch of edge guys to rotate through, a whole bunch of D-line depth. So very excited about this defensive line. It We look like we're going to be cutting somebody who's really good, and that is a positive problem when you're rolling 10 deep when you've got 10, 11, 12, legit NFL players. All right, next up, wide receivers. So first thing, wide receivers. Number one, number two, Ayuk, Debo, awesome. They look awesome. They look dominant. Ayuk is looking really impressive. Ayuk with his breaks, he's got such good lower body flexibility. And then... While well, he's technically a four-five flat runner. He seems faster, but he has immediate acceleration and these long, like gumby arms that he just he gets in and out of breaks and he gets elusive and he can reach out with those, like remember he had thirty-three inch arms at six foot. He can make some impressive, impressive catches and you know just adjusting and doing like a. You know, just reaching up and plucking balls out of the air. Ayuk is looking awesome. And Debo. Debo looks like he's probably in the best shape of his life. Uh, I think I mentioned previously he'd been doing a lot of yoga in the offseason, focusing on his lower body. And people are noticing, like, Debo is... A lot of people are saying Debo is the most impressive player on offense. Like, he's the best player on offense. And... He looks fast explosive and he is going deep and Trey likes to throw him some uh, some deep balls. So he said Trey's got balls and Trey's been Trey's been throwing him deep balls and he's been catching these like 40 50 60 yard bombs from Trey Lance. So I'm excited about Debo Iuke our number one number two wide receivers. Awesome. If they can stay healthy. We have a really really good pair. Um, i We'll, we'll see, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But I'm thinking at the very least, they're looking like a top 10 pair of wide receivers. I think they, I think we could say that going into the season. Find me a better one and two uh, than IU and Deepa with how good they look. Cool. Uh, number three, next thing going on is that with uh, wide receivers, Mohamed Sanu is looking pretty darn good. Not perfect, but he looks really good. A lot healthier than last year. So when he got traded to the Patriots, he had a really bad high ankle sprain. He didn't fully recover when we had him on the team last season, which is why he was only here for two weeks, as he wasn't playing well and he had a really bad high ankle sprain. Apparently, he's 100% healthy. He looks good. He's that savvy vet. He's a big slot, you know, because he's like 6'2", 210. So he's going to be the big slot. And uh, he has that veteran leadership that uh, that Debo and Ayuk love. They love having him around just because he's a savvy vet and he teaches them stuff. You know that's what a good veteran does. If you were to ask me today, who's the number three re- number three receiver? Muhammad Sanu, hands down. Uh, there are is gonna there is gonna be some more competition. So in regards to Hurd, we had a Hurd sighting. Jalen Hurd, he passes physical. He practiced day one and day two. Day three was a scheduled maintenance day, and then day four—it was a mystery. He didn't show up day four. I don't think we got a good answer. Good news—he was back today practicing. So I think they're just being as cautious as possible with uh, herd to get him into football shape. But uh, he—he looks—he looks pretty good from what I've seen. The couple little clips I've seen. He looks really smooth for a guy his size. You know, Jalen Hurt is like 6'4", 6'5", 220, 230, and played like running back at, I think, Tennessee at like 240, 250 at that size. He has got some really smooth movement and some really good agility and wiggle for a guy his size. So we'll see how he does. So he practiced two days, two days off practice day off and then he's back today. So we'll see what happens with him. Uh, A little bit of interesting stuff. Uh, Richie James has been up and down, which is not good for him. I have been a huge fan of Richie James since we drafted him. I always thought he had potential to be at the very least a quality receiver, but he's been so inconsistent and he's doing the same thing in camp. He's... You know, he's small, he's shifty, like 5'9", 190, small, shifty, runs a four or five, pretty good athlete, pretty elusive, but he's been having some drops, and that's not good because he's kind of on that bubble. I don't know if they're going to keep him around if it's only for kick and punt returns. Because if that's the only reason why they're keeping him around on the roster, I don't I don't know if that's worth him being the fifth or sixth receiver on the squad. So we'll see. I like Richie James, but if he's stays inconsistent for too long, then you know, like if, if you're dropping balls, then it's not going to work because they, they need you to come in clutch. That's the whole reason why they want you out there. And another thing that happened was on Saturday, undrafted free agent, Austin Watkins, that, big physical possession receiver at a UAB. I don't know if you remember him. He's like 6'2", 6'3", like 215, and just rocked up, jacked with really, really good hands. He had one drop on 100 catches in college. Strong guy. Not fast. Not explosive, but just really strong. He did work his way into the ones a little bit on Saturday. So... Something interesting, the way I kind of look at it is that, again, during camp, what you're looking for is who is consistently standing out and then who is given opportunities with the higher up. So, you know, you have your ones out. Cool. So who's out with the ones? Well, whoever is with number two. So who steps in there? You know, where are these kind of roster spots shaking out? So the fact that he made his way into the ones was a good thing. I don't know if he makes the team that'll probably have a lot to do with the rest of his camp as it is with everyone as well as preseason, but I do like Austin Watkins and I thought it was interesting that he worked his way in with the ones on Saturday. All right. So that's wide receivers. Um, If I didn't talk about them, I probably didn't hear about them. And if I didn't hear about them, then it's kind of neutral and we can guess that we know who and what they are and they might not be making the team. So that'll be my one little thing on whether or not we hear about somebody. So tight ends. Michael Pruitt had a minor injury. It was a calf. It was said that he will be out for a bit. Don't know how long a bit is, but it was long enough that they decided to bring in Jordan Matthews at tight end. Jordan Matthews, don't know if you've heard, but he bulked up about 20 or 25 pounds or so this offseason. So while Jordan Matthews is already a a large physical receiver, I think he was like 6'3", 210, uh, 6'3", 215-ish, he is now pushing 235, 240 at 6'3". They decided to cut Benny Fowler, the wide receiver, to make room for him. So just something to kind of keep in mind. I don't think Jordan Matthews makes the team as a tight end unless Michael Pruitt's out for longer than expected. But it was kind of interesting. And, you know, he knows the team. He knows the offense. This is his, I believe, third stint here with Shanahan. So uh, Jordan Matthews is back. Hopefully Michael Pruitt's not out too long. Um, Dwelly looks good. He looks solid. Um, He had a good day today, day five. And Charlie Warner, haven't really heard anything about him. But I have heard people say that he looks stronger. Uh, Which, you know, is a good thing. He was a 6th round rookie last year, so what do you expect? He's tight end 3, tight end 4. Don't worry too much about it, and if he contributes, awesome. So, defensive backs. Jason Verrett, awesome. Jason Verrett looks awesome. Um, He's making plays in training. He looks really good. He looks stronger this year. Like, you look at him, and he looks physically stronger. His legs look more muscled up. He looks like he's maybe added a couple pounds. But at the same time, just as fast, explosive, and agile as as before. He looks better, I think, than last year. And last year was, he was really good last year. And remember, Jason Verrett has always been a special talent. That's why he was drafted, like, halfway through the first round. He just had like five years of injuries. So the fact that he's healthy, he had a really good season last year. And then this year he's coming in in even better shape. That's good news. That's really good news. Cause Verette looks awesome. Mosley is still out with COVID. So, you know, not a good look. He was out with testing and now we're uh, day five. It's been almost a week. Um, so, one one thing with these COVID tests, again, if you're clear for 24 hours and you have two clear tests 24 hours apart, meaning that you get tested, the next day you come back negative, and then 24 hours after that, you're negative. If you're vaccinated, then you can then return. So if you're vaccinated, you can return potentially after maybe two, three days. If you're not vaccinated, it's like 10 plus. So... We'll see how long Mosley's out. We're pushing a week here because it was—it's been six or seven days since uh, the physicals when he was put on the list. So we'll see. But either way, not a good look. And also, the depth is not really looking all that good behind Mosley. So it started out for when Mosley out, uh, with Mosley out, Tim Harris came in. So Tim Harris, 6 round pick a couple of years ago. Uh, kind of a Sherman-esque player, you know, big 6'2", long, kind of big outside zone corner. He, uh, kind of injury practice squad, you know, they've kind of hid him away for two seasons. <laughs> Reportedly, he had a really good spring, so they put him as the in with the ones, and he did not look very good. Uh, He was apparently just getting torched constantly by Ayuk and Debo. Now, to be fair, Ayuk and Debo look really good, Uh, but it's not a good look when Tim Harris is getting burned constantly. But the fact that he earned his way, he earned reps with the ones, good news for him, how he looked with the ones, not good news. Anyways, that was Tim Harris. Um, He did, I guess, have a little bit of ankle soreness, so he ended up having a day off and then Dante Johnson slid in behind him. And then he was, or wait, no, he was stiff. So that's why Tim Harris didn't practice today, practice today. Cause he was stiff. Dante Johnson came in and he lasted a couple plays and then he had to go off for the rest of the day. And then Ambry Thomas came in. Ambry Thomas, again, I'm a big fan of him. I liked him pre-draft as a developmental guy. It doesn't look like he's quite there yet. He's not doing all that great. Again, you never know till the pads come on and we're only four days into camp. This is just the first chunk. We'll have a much better idea when we get to that third chunk to see who's really standing out. But Ambry doesn't look great. And the other thing is that I haven't really heard anything about or Lenore. So take that as you will, I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's basically just been nothing as far as hearing from him. So hopefully that means he's just, you know, grinding and he's solid. And uh, yeah, so who knows? Haven't heard anything about him, but I'll just say the depth behind Verette does not look good, especially with Mosley out with COVID. Uh, with Tart out because of COVID, Tavon Wilson The kind of veteran backup has been playing starting strong safety with the ones and he did make a play where he had a forced fumble on Trey Sermon, the rookie running back. So good for Tavon Wilson. Again, he's playing in there. It sounds like he's worked his way in as the number three safety. So the first backup behind those two and he's making a play, which is good. Uh, rookie Talanoa Hafunga, strong safety. Cool thing about him. First two days of practice. He was out there like 20, 30 minutes early. First one on the field. So like to hear about that. All right. Now this is the part I'm sure you're like, oh my gosh, Brian, why have you not started talking about quarterbacks yet? Well, here we are quarterbacks. So Trey Lance first four days, mostly good. A couple bad throws, couple rookie mistakes, but what Trey Lance has been showing the first four days of practice, what he has been showing is everything that you drafted him for. Obviously, you can't expect a rookie to be perfect. It's his first training camp. They're doing the installs, but his arm, it's showing. Like, the when he throws the ball the thing flies off of his fingers he has insane velocity on his throws he has a really strong arm he can make those 60 yard bombs like it's it's not a joke when you see him just like legitimately rifle it 30 yards or drop a 50 yard bomb like he can do that the ball flies off of his fingers Another thing he's not doing, he is not making bad decisions with the ball. He knows where to go. He looks like he's getting through his progressions quickly. He's not throwing interceptions. And he is going to the right place with the ball. He is putting it safely in the receiver's hand, or at least on their body, within their catch radius, more often than not. And he's going to the right read on the play. So he's not throwing it to guys who are covered by an underneath defender or guys who are covered with tight coverage. And if they are covered, he's placing it at least in the right area where they can make a play on it and the, and the defensive back can't. So, for example, Kittle, one of the more impressive throws, I forget exactly what it was, but it looked like it was about a 20-yard throw. Uh, Trey Lance, he rifled it to Kittle. Kittle was covered by, I think it was safety, Kaya Nakawa, who probably not going to make the team. Uh, Kaya couldn't reach it because he's shorter. Kittle, being like 6'4", was able to jump up and just out of range of Kaya be able to get a, a reaching ball. It wasn't like a full-on jump ball, but it was, it was safely away from the defender. And that's what Trey's been doing really good. He's got a really impressive arm. His athleticism is really showing up. When they show him on the rollouts, whoo, 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 he runs fast on those. He looks big and strong and fast. The ball's flying off of his fingers. He's making good decisions. I would say um, the the one thing that still concerns me a little bit is just his inconsistent accuracy. And what I've noticed is that it seems like he doesn't always throw a tight spiral. Sometimes it's got a little bit of a wobble to it. And as strong as his arm is, I think that little bit of wobble and the inconsistent spiral is the reason why he has inconsistent accuracy. Because it's not like he can't be accurate and he pretty much always puts it in a safe spot for his receivers to make the play away from the defenders but sometimes it just looks like it's not quite a tight spiral so that's like my one my one complaint literally the only complaint is that sometimes it's a little wobbly and it's not a perfectly tight spiral but at the same time like he's throwing 30-yard like lasers so i can't really complain too much and they also, he also had some impressive scrambles and designed QB runs on Saturday. But the good news is they're having him focus primarily on their pocket stuff. Uh, although today in the red zone work, they did do a little bit of uh, kind of like zone read. But we'll get into that uh, next time when we review the second chunk of training. So what is Trey doing? Trey is doing everything you want him to. He's making good decisions. He looks like he's working hard. Strong arm, athlete good decision maker, hard worker, everything you want from him. He's doing that. And it seems like he really has the maturity to just stick his face down and just grind. So I love that Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, on the other hand, he's been Jimmy. He had two good days two not good days. He had a two interception Saturday. Jimmy's Jimmy. He's solid short and intermediate. He's got a short release a quick release, but he's inconsistent. And sometimes he makes idiot mistakes. Uh, but overall, Jimmy looks good. Jimmy looks like the Jimmy that we know, a little bit bulked up and playing with an edge and an added, added motivation. So I wouldn't say that Jimmy. Jimmy is playing with an edge right now, and I think that drafting Trey Lance lit a fire under his ass, and he's like, "You're not fucking that, taking this job from me. The team loves me." I'm clutch. I was in the Super Bowl. I've got six years in the league, seven now almost, I think. Yeah. And I'm the leader of this team, and there's no way you're freaking taking it from me. And he's out there, and that's his motivation this year is Jimmy looks like he is extremely motivated and extremely focused, and he looks like he put in a lot of work this offseason. He's still the same Jimmy. Jimmy. But he's, he's a spicier, fiery Jimmy, which I like because angry Jimmy is good Jimmy. It's like whenever Jimmy has one of those like idiot Jimmy throws and he throws a, a dumbass interception, he always comes back and has like a scoring drive like the next time. I think I remember looking at some stat like after an interception, Jimmy G has like 130 something like quarterback rating on the next drive. So I'm all for it. So Jimmy looks like Jimmy, but he's spicy. <laughs> Uh, Between Rosen and Sudfeld, uh, they're battling and basically splitting reps at QB3. And mixed reviews on those two. I've heard some people say that Rosen has the more impressive arm. He throws a really pretty ball. But I've also heard that Sudfeld does look better some days. It's mixed reports. Don't really know. Again, this is like our our one of four kind of training camp review. So we've only... This is only for the first four four or five days. We've got 13 days of practice before, uh, before preseason. And that's when we, so we're, again, only a quarter of the way through training camp. So take with that what you will. Uh, next group, and these are in no particular order, obviously. Linebackers. Uh, linebackers, what can you say? Fred Warner, amazing. He had a pick six versus Jimmy. Uh, Dre Greenlaw, looks solid. Looks like he's in good shape. Al Shair looks good. He looks like he's going to be the number three linebacker. He did have an injury today. It looked like it was an ankle or a calf, but sounds like it's not too serious. So we'll keep, keep an eye on that. And uh, the only other notable thing really with linebackers is Marcel Harris. <clears throat> Marcel Harris, last couple years, was playing strong safety, and he was always much better in the box than he was as a cover safety they have him primarily working out at linebacker and i will be honest i really like the idea of having marcel harris as like a big nickel or the number three linebacker you know it's it's like having three safeties versus three linebackers and I kind of like that. I think it's an ideal fit for him. I don't want Marcel Harris doing a whole lot of covering. He's a lot better in the box. He's physical. Uh, he he has burst. He likes to blow things up. I don't want him covering deep. But I do think that that's a perfect role for him as kind of like a, a big nickel hybrid safety linebacker kind of role. And it looks like they're playing him exclusively right now at linebacker, knowing that they can also play him as strong safety. So I think that he might make the team just on the fact that he can play strong safety or linebacker. So we'll see. We'll see. Keep an eye on that. But I, I like seeing Harris at linebacker. I think it's a good fit. Cool. Uh, running backs. Trey Sermon, the rookie, he's been getting a lot of reps with the ones. Uh, it sounds like they're trying to keep Raheem uh, Mostert's legs fresh, which it's all good with me. You know, you give Raheem 10 runs a game and that's that's the best thing you can do is keep his legs fresh and allow him to go out there and do what he does, which is be the fastest running back in the NFL and just torch guys. Uh, so, yeah, Trey Sermon, he's... It looks like he is really entrenching himself as RB2. The negative is that he's had two fumbles. Two. That's very, very bad. Um, I don't remember how many fumbles he had in college, but two fumbles is very, very, very no bueno. So he had one that was uh, Tavon Wilson, the safety. He stripped him. And then I don't remember what the other one was, but he had a second one today. So he's been playing as the number two running back, but it's very bad to see two fumbles. They just spent a third round pick on you. They, they actually spent two fourth rounders to move up to the third round to draft you. So stop fumbling, please. Damn it. <laughs> I really like Trey Sermon. I don't want him fumbling. So no more fumbles ever again, Trey Sermon, please. And thank you. All right. Um, And the other thing that I've heard with the running backs, Elijah Mitchell, hearing a lot of good things about how he looks, the sixth round rookie, and a lot of people are saying he's the best receiving running back on the team. So, yeah, it looks like those are the guys. I haven't really heard anything about Wayne Gallman, but it's really hard to know how good running backs are in training camp. Number one, pads aren't even on. Number two, they're not tackling. So the way that we'll really know how good running backs are is when we get into preseason. So when preseason starts, that's when we'll really see what the difference is between Sermon, Mitchell, Gallman, and maybe Hasty. We'll kind of see what he does. Uh, the fact that I haven't heard anything about Gallman or Hasty means that they haven't been impressing enough to let the, to have the media talk about it. So, yeah. Anyways, next up, O-line. The biggest news... On the O-line is Big Mike. Mike McGlinchey, he showed up thick. Mike McGlinchey said that he put on about 20 to 25 pounds this offseason. And uh, he is currently weighing in at about 315 to 320. So this whole offseason, McGlinchey... One of the things that I really, I have to say, I really have to respect about Mike McGlenchy is that he met with the media and he just owned up to everything. He was just like, last year, it was really difficult. I did not have a few good games. I lashed out. I was in a bad headspace. I made mistakes. I was getting bull rushed. He just owned up to everything in terms of like, hey, I messed up here. I addressed it. I messed up here. I'm going to I addressed it. I messed up here and he just owned up to every single thing and he just talked about how hard he worked on everything. So, massive props to Mike McGlinchy. I think. I think picking up the 5th year option is them showing a lot of confidence in him. And if he crushes it this year, that's good because he was according to PFF the best run backing, the best run blocking offensive lineman in the NFL, like the best offensive tackle in run blocking. His pass blocking grade was average to below average. But if that 20, 30 pounds allows him to just, you know, focus on his strength, be stronger, and be a better pass blocker, great news on the right side. Uh, so far, Dan Brunskill has been holding down the starting right guard position. We'll see how long that lasts. Reportedly, Banks has not been doing that well. He's been struggling a bit at right guard with the second teams. He's been struggling against our very talented interior defensive tackles. He doesn't seem ready to take the job yet. But the trenches, so offensive, defensive line, things don't really start until the pads coming on because right now they're out there in shorts, T-shirt, and as an offensive lineman, it's so hard to block when the guys you're going up against don't have pads. So we'll see a lot more. We should get a much better idea about how good these guys are in the lines specifically with these next couple chunks since the pads come on tomorrow. And the other thing is, I guess just the Jalen Moore, the other rookie offensive lineman that we drafted in the fifth round, he's been working in at backup left tackle. So, We'll have to keep an eye on that, but who knows? There was talk about him originally playing at guard, but the fact that they have him him starting at tackle probably means they want to see if they can use him as a swing tackle because tackle is more valuable than guard. Uh, But just something to keep an eye on is uh, Jalen Moore working at left tackle with the twos. Uh, good news so far is no serious injuries, had a couple small ones, but it's mostly just been, you know, a a light thing here, a small thing there, there hasn't been any ACLs or muscle tears or bad sprains, it's just, you know, like Dre Greenlaw had a day off because he had a foot blister and then he was back today and then, you know, Tim Harris was out for today because he was just a little bit stiff. And, you know, somebody has a sore foot or an ankle, so they stay out for a day or two. Uh, But so far, no serious injuries, which is the good news. So there you go. Lots and lots of media. Uh, I do love how much we're getting of the coaches and the players. It's like every day after practice, we we get a coach, and we're getting at least three players, which has been a lot of fun. Highly recommend all the media days, watching all of them. It's, it's been great to really get to see and hear from the guys. Um, vaccination stuff that we might want to keep an eye on. Apparently, Bosa, Ayuk, and Verrett are all unvaccinated. Uh, at least that's what we can assume from what their media days were and from them wearing masks. The big concern about unvaccinated players... And whether or not you vax or not, nothing to do with that. Unvaccinated players, there's that 10-plus-day COVID protocol. So, again, they're going to be, you know, (laughs) probably a terrible word, but they're going to be COVID Nazis. They're going to be testing constantly. You come in close contact with somebody. You just come in close contact with somebody. Like, if your cell phone is within 10 feet or whatever, the same room of somebody else whose cell phone says they might have a COVID, they might be out for 10 days. So, you know, versus the 24-hour COVID protocol for vaccinated players. So, it sounds like they're still working through what they're going to decide to do, but that whole 10-day COVID protocol is not a lot of fun. So, we'll just have to keep an eye on that. Yeah, that's uh that's pretty much all of camp. Um in kind of related news, but more just general NFL news. Uh, Carson Wentz. He had a, apparently a foot injury. It sounds like he had a broken foot years ago that just kind of had like broken and like ligaments and some other stuff. Anyways, he had a foot injury and he got surgery. I want to say they announced that he was going to be having surgery today. So he's going to be out anywhere from five to 12 weeks. So that's quite a range. Five weeks recovery means that basically you're starting week one, week two, because you figure five weeks from now, that's basically week one, because we've got uh, basically two weeks of camp, three weeks of off season or preseason, and then another week, and then week one. So if he's back in five weeks, then he's back week one. If it's 12 weeks, he's missing half the season. So, of course, there's a lot of speculation as to whether or not they're going to do a Jimmy trade. I don't think that's very likely. I think maybe 5% chance of that happening. The only way that I see that being a significantly higher chance is if Wentz has a setback after the surgery. So let's say that, you know, Carson Wentz has surgery, uh... You know, we get through, like, the first two weeks of preseason. Trey Lance is looking really good. Jimmy's looking solid. Teams are feeling good. And then all of a sudden, Trey Lance has a setback, and he has to be out for, say, another 10 weeks of the season. At that point, you can expect it, things to get a lot more serious. I think more of the Twitter buzz is honestly just people trying to make excuses to get rid of Jimmy. Jimmy. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think that it's better to have Jimmy. It's way better to keep Jimmy around. Jimmy is a quality starting veteran quarterback who took this team to the Super Bowl. He has charisma. He's clutch. Everyone on the team likes him. And while he's not perfect, he is clutch and he wins. And this team knows he can win if he's healthy and he's out there. So, Jimmy's not going anywhere soon unless the Niners get offered like a first-round pick. At that point, they probably will if it's like a first-rounder. But again, I I don't see Jimmy getting traded unless... um, Again, I think the only way Jimmy gets traded this season is if there's a serious injury on a contender and somebody wants to offer up a first. Kind of like... Uh, who was the guy? Sam Bradford with Carson Wentz. They drafted Carson Wentz. He was going to sit behind Bradford. Teddy Bridgewater tears his knee in half. So Vikings offer a first round for Sam Bradford. Maybe that kind of thing happens, you know? If Wentz ends up being out and he has a setback and he's going to be out for like 10-plus games, then that might come Colin. And maybe they do make a first-round pick offer. Uh, But Jimmy's not going anywhere unless it's for a first- and i think that they like having him there learning uh, or teaching and being a mentor for trade just by working his ass off and being motivated and hey remember jimmy did take us to a super bowl i know he's not perfect but he is a he is a starting level quarterback and he's got his he's got his clutch factor and uh, i will take a motivated pissed off jimmy cool so whew, what's next well exciting stuff pads come on tomorrow And I will be back after this next three-day chunk. So today's Monday, they did practice today, tomorrow they put pads on, and then they have another padded day, and then on Thursday, it's the Hall of Fame game. So we get our very first, our very first game of the season. It's the Hall of Fame game, it's the first preseason game uh, of the year, of the season. That's awesome. It's the Steelers and the Cowboys. So it's two teams that I don't like. Like, I don't know if there's two teams. I would rather, I I would rather watch less, (laughs) but Hey, we got football and, um, you know, it's, it's going to be fun at the very least just to see some real Thursday night football. So Thursday night football, you know, it's here. That's exciting. Um, yeah. So at the very least, we'll get to see some Najee Harris and that's going to be fun. He'll be fun to watch. So uh, I think I'm going to finish it up just about with that. So keep a lookout. I will probably be doing another uh, review on most likely Friday covering the next chunk as I like to think of it. Cause it's kind of like, you know, four quarters. We did the first quarter, had a rest day. Now we're doing our second quarter starting today. We'll do a review of that on Friday and then I'll probably do another review. And that's probably, I think how I'm going to do, um, do training camp is just come in and do reviews of every like three day chunk that they do. Cause there's four chunks. We're one down, we got three to go. So we got pads coming on tomorrow We got Thursday Night Football on Thursday, even if they're the two worst teams to root for. And then we got our third chunk, which means installs are complete and they're really getting things down. And then our fourth chunk is going to be where they basically are finalizing who they want to bring in, where positions they think guys are at. And then we got preseason coming up right after that. We got some preseason games. So Thursday Night Football practice, It feels good to have football here. It feels good. So, Anyways, I will catch you next time. Like, subscribe, share, all that fun stuff. I hope it didn't go too long. I appreciate you, and I will catch up with you again in a few days. Peace out, guys.